this time. We have finally come to our journey's end. I've made many friends along the way. Enemies too. But one thing is for certain. A good franchise is like a fine wine. It ages into perfection with time. And yes, even I, Optimus Prime, who is 100% a robot, can understand the complexities of wine. It's time we bring this chapter to a close. Say goodbye to both robots and humans alike. The sequel rights episode on Transformers Rise of the Beasts starts now. Episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. And welcome. We finally made it. We've been talking about all these dang robot movies, <laughs> and here we are at Transformers Rise of the Beasts, the brand new film out by uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Capel. Jr.? I think it's Stephen Capel. Stephen Capel Jr. That's right. Director of Creed 2. Mm-hmm. Bringing us Transformers Rise of the Beasts this week. And we are here to talk about it. Before we get too far into it, though, Elias, where can people reach out? Yeah, let us know what you want to hear next or later uh, at SequelRights at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at SequelRights. And rate and review wherever you're listening. Follow us on Spotify. Rate us on the Apple iTunes store. Tell us what other movies need 90s set prequels. Mm. Um, and we really appreciate it. it. Helps other people find us. Helps other Autobots come home. Calling all oh, Autobots. Calling all Autobots. Calling all Autobots. <laughs> Sorry. Justin that- wins. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> That's oh, true. Shit. He's been working on his impression. He's, more, he's been working it's all the time he's spent it's, with the AI. I've been listening yeah, to the, the AI, AI voice. <laughs> so the AI's taking him so over. So many times. So many times. <laughs> Ah, all right. Um, well, I think we should just, you know, just cut it out and get right into it. Here we go. Transformers Rise of the Beasts.
<laughs> I was like, Elis is in here like, what is I happening? have no idea what that was. No, no, I mean, I assumed after like, you know, two measures or whatever. But, um, no, that that's a good song. It kind of slops. Have you seen those TikToks of that guy being like, oh, we need you to make a TV theme song for a TV show, but don't make it that good. And then he gets like freaked out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what it reminds me of. Because that, that's a pretty uh, rocking song there. Yeah, I was like... Uh, but no, I'm I love not that. familiar. I love that theme. So that's the theme to the it's original uh, Beast Wars animated series that was on like Fox Kids, I think. Yes. Uh, 1996. And uh, I mean, before we totally dive into the movie, uh, I did want to just like, I know when we first were talking about uh, the first movie in our first episode on Transformers, uh, we talked a little bit how like, you know, we were like, I was like super into Beast Wars and I was yeah. like, we can save some of that talk now. That's <laughs> before right. Before we dive into the movie. Um I don't know if I, I mean I know Tyler watched it, but this Absolutely. is like this is like one of those like formative like Saturday morning mm-hmm. cartoons for me that I just like loved it, and it was very. Um, I think it's one of the early things that I learned really about like episodic and like uh, serialized storytelling because it was kind of like you know they ended up having like a long story arc and like calling back to things and like yes and like it was a very lore heavy show and it's like not as I feel like growing up, it was like not a surprise that I ended up getting into all these like really c- complex lore heavy shows, like, you know, lost and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it all stems from shows like this and which, which I think is cool. Which is really interesting is that there was made by mainframe entertainment. Uh, they got their start with reboot, uh, which was one of the first uh. like 3d animated shows that I ever kind of got into that also had lore and, and, you know, episodic storytelling. And, you know, we talked about it in the first episode of just how, crazy it was at the time to have an episodic show that was done in 3d animation uh where it was really pushing the technology it was very hard to to do that you know we're talking about this is the same ish time frame where pixar had just done toy story uh and they're churning out 20 minute episodes of of animated kids tv shows uh in a way that just looked different and felt different and Going back and looking at it now, it's kind of like when you watch like black and white TV. You're like, wait, yeah. like like your parents are like, wait, you liked this? Like, what? Why? Yeah. Uh, They're but, all blocky. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it felt magical at the time, yeah. and it it truly felt as badass as that uh, uh, theme song would lead you to believe. <laughs> it was very cool, and I had a ton of the freaking toys. Uh, the toys were awesome, and you know, just like just like the Power Rangers show changed every five seconds for new toys. This is the same thing. It was like, oh, partway through season one, now suddenly uh, there's there's new Autobot or there's new Maximals or now they're all like metallic or now they're like fusing together and all this mm. stuff. Or, um, and I still like, I have this huge, like towards the end of the series, uh, Optimus Primal becomes this huge freaking giant robot and that's like mm-hmm. still one of the biggest toys I have at home that I think if I went back and got it, I would have no idea how to turn it back from what it was. <laughs> Like to go back and forth between like the the robot and the um, gorilla form, but I don't know. I love the show. I was very excited for this because for me, that's the Transformers that I grew up on. So mm-hmm. I was always like waiting for them to make it into the series, and I never thought if they would because there was you know at, I think at the time when that movie when that show was out, some of the you know 
hardcore Transformers fans were like, this is stupid. But I think, <laughs> uh, I think now. Oh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like uh, this other generation is yeah. coming up that has yep. an affinity for exactly. that. Like all these franchises are going through that. Mm-hmm. It's like when people reclaimed the prequels mm-hmm. or whatever, yep. you know, like um, and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Sorry, I'm talking about Star Wars. I should. I guess I should clarify. I didn't even say that. I just said yeah. the prequels. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking actually, about the Hobbit. Actually, tax <laughs> negotiations are good. Well, since these are also prequels, so maybe uh, I was like, oh wait, I just realized that I make no sense. Speaking of someone who saw Episode One and went immediately afterwards to buy Pod Racer and oh, loved it yeah. at the time, yeah. uh, there was no reclaiming necessary. Mm. <laughs> totally. Totally. All right. Well, uh, then let's see. Without further ado, let's get into the real talk <laughs> this uh, this episode uh, for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. For centuries, our kind has stayed hidden on Earth, but darkness has found us again. Prime. Is about the fate of all living things. Unicron is coming. Back up! Oh, I thought we were boys. You want it? Come and get it. Brought a human here. I'm nobody. I ain't even seen nothing. I'm not even seeing anything right now. All right. The beasts have risen. We've seen it. <laughs> we saw they it. Rose. Ape Lincoln. Ape Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tyler and I saw this movie together, and it was like we're trying so hard not to talk about the movie the entire right. time. But we did talk about Ape Link and how funny of a tough was, name. Like, it was. Wait, he looks just like Optimus Primal. His name is Ape Link. Ape Lincoln. <laughs> Ape I Link. listened to another podcast where they were making that same joke oh, because yeah. somebody on the pod actually was like, "I thought it was Ape Lincoln." That's the ring of verse, by the way. I want to credit. Oh, nice. but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Beast Wars, uh, which is, you know, what I said. But, um, yeah, I didn't understand, really, until hearing about it later, that they transformed at all. I was like, the Maximals, like, I thought they were, I was like, are they part organic, part machine? Because they have, like, skin and fur and feathers, and so I was very confused, and then I did not catch them transform into anything i i'm assuming it must have happened in the movie because you it just sure, mentioned it, it. Sure it happens does. at the end yeah. i didn't yeah. i could not process he goes that. maximals maximize <laughs> that's what they, they instead of they, they say like maximize as their like yeah word to i totally missed that um and optimus primal ends up looking a lot like optimus prime when i he didn't, even ca- I didn't well, catch that like, at all like related i just don't of, i don't know yeah. how I, I watched the whole thing my eyes wide open. I didn't see them. You didn't see the the Rhinox with eyes wide open. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shidor and Rhinox transform. We never see Arizor transform. She, no, she. I didn't get it. But I, they, like they, the they were. I did think they were cool. Like I thought they were cool, but I just didn't see them transform into anything. But I was like, I, it didn't really bother me either. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I did they're... think it was weird that they were waiting so long for that. But then, yeah. they, they did make a moment out of it at the end. I but, guess I yeah. was just so overwhelmed by everything that was of, happening. There's on a lot of robots on. Okay, um, so you guys Robots. went to see this together. How was your theater? Um, it was not 
super full, but decent. Yeah, decent. And there's a gentleman next to us who was into it. Yes, okay, so I went to see this on, at 3.30 on a Friday uh, in 3D because it was the time that we're turning. Oh my God, you saw it in 3D? I saw it in 3D. Um, I wouldn't say that I was like, you know, like, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even, I honestly didn't even really notice it much till the end when there was like lots of embers and, yeah, uh, and things in the air, but... Um, yeah, there were five other people in the theater only, uh, a couple in the very back, and then in front of me, uh, a couple with their son, who I think purposely like picked this time, knowing that there would be no one in the theater because they knew how their son was going to act. <laughs> oh and honestly, it didn't even bother me because he was having such a good time that it was actually really adorable. Great. He was just like, yeah, oh, fine, yes, yes. Like, I, I, I almost oh, got the impression cool. that he maybe had already seen it, even though this was right. Friday because he he said some of the jokes along with them maybe it was like a clip online or something yeah. but yeah I, I he was so into it that it really made me enjoy the movie um even more than i did because it, this kid was just so jazzed um nice not to be confused with jazz yeah yes, yes. but um yeah i did in the beginning i wasn't R. quite R. sure how it was gonna go because i accidentally laughed really loud at a moment that was not funny to anyone else oh no <laughs> which, which moment yeah, what and part? i'm so sorry because it was when they revealed that this guy's name is optimus primal i was like <laughs> <laughs> like you know, and like, and nobody else laughed, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, and so then I tried to keep it down. I was like, I was "Hell like, yeah!" Optimus wow, Prime, Optimus Prime. His name is actually Optimus yes, Prime. Are you kidding me right now? And then yeah, yeah. So. Well, but he's named after the great Optimus Prime. That's Why right. not Optimus Primate? Because he's a gorilla. Well, maybe. Right. First draft, last draft, get it out the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know. It probably uh, sounds better. Anyways, but probably. I probably, so are, are they part organic? So I don't know exactly how it works, and they must be because they were living on their own planet. I, I don't really. They had skin, like he had like pecs that were skin based. The whole thing in the in the in the TV show, it's that they like travel back in time and land on like a primitive Earth, hmm. and so there's no cars around, but there's like animals. And, oh, I see. Okay, interesting. And they needed to. The whole reason they need to become animals in the show is because the planet, which is turns out to be Earth, is like so energon rich that if they're in their robot forms, they get like harmed by the energon. So they need yes. to switch into mm. they need to disguise themselves somehow to block that. I don't know. I okay. thought it would be fun to pull up the Beast Wars timeline and like pull fun facts from it. It's too much. It's and I'm not gonna do it, but I'm just going to show it to Eliz and there's gonna be a pause for dramatic effect oh, God. in terms of how long th- this article goes 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 along. Uh, I mean, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm scrolling. As a frequenter of Lostpedia yeah. in its day, I'm not too freaked out by that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah you it know. ran for two seasons. It is the Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. yeah uh, so, fun, yeah, we're but, totally uh, off track here. But, no, I mean... I really, I really like this movie. I'm not like trying to be. Um, no, it's fine. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what you think because you know we're coming from like, oh my god, the beast, mission, the beast wars, right? Guys, you know, and the I think oh I'm also coming to it from a different place than most people, being in that I've spent the last however many months we were doing this, watching all the other movies in yeah. order. So yeah, so we're it. like, so we're like, uh, you know, you're like primed to be like, this is annoying. I'm tired of these things. No, <laughs> she's anything, Optimus Primal. If to anything, be. I was like, <laughs> probably Prime. even an incremental increase in quality. 
reality would have just blown my mind. Sure. But this, I was like, this is incredible. This is the greatest movie ever. You know, not yeah. really, but I was just like, oh my God. Like, I, I mean, I spent a lot of time really trying to be like, do I really think it's the best in the franchise or am I just recency bias? I actually do maybe think it's the best in the oh. franchise. Can we, can we talk about the self-awareness that this movie has? Yes. Which I think is a big part of this and that it calls out Mark Wahlberg becoming an actor. It sure does. It Hilarious. calls out racist robots. It sure does. Is. <laughs> it's funny the 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 joke with the um the racism joke is interesting because there actually was in the in the last night they make like the very similar joke with the French speaking robot. Yeah, why does he have a French accent? Yeah, but yeah. it's not nearly handled I wasn't as well. quite sure how, like <laughs> Well, because there's nobody there's no representation. Yes. It's just like Even in this it was like I was still kind of confused what they were actually joking about. Yeah. Like it, it, you could read it as like, you know, we're joking around about how it was weird that all those guys had accents, yeah. but then you could also read it as them being like, you can't criticize me. They're robots. Who cares? You know, like, so I wasn't quite sure, but with everything else in the movie, I'm like, I'll just let it go because I was yeah. like, this movie, first of all, has no white people Yeah, <laughs> pretty much at all, yep. which I was like, that's incredible for like a, big budget blockbuster yeah. franchise thing just be like you know what we don't need any white people there's Forget there's it. a white lady doing white lady shit oh yeah it. you're right yeah. yeah yeah i forgot i co- i blocked her out yeah uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah the main yep, character yep. is no white people incredible yeah um no like women being sexualized this lady just wears regular clothes the entire time and, and is just smart. like good at her job <laughs> yeah. and is like well i'm here because i know these things that you guys don't know and i did think too it was funny the first time that um a transformer like breaks into the museum or when anthony ramos and dominique fisher are, like chasing each other around the museum they look so stupid they don't look like action <laughs> yeah, stars they right. look like regular people yes. that are being like robbed that are like oh my god i don't know what to do like if you were me you know if somebody ran in here right now and tried to rob us how we would which is great fumble around like idiots yeah. like that yeah i mean it's super yeah it's super awesome that this is like the most diverse entry into the series and i know uh you know my wife like has no interest in the Transformers movie. Well, she liked the original ones a little bit, but she's like very excited that it was like Latinx lead and yeah. everything. And and um and they spent a, a good amount of time in the short runtime of this movie, uh, establishing the characters in yeah. a way that make you give a shit about them, make you give a shit about their story. Well, it's incredible too because. This guy is, has still been in the military. Yeah. But clearly the military screwed him over. Yeah. He got thrown out or just didn't, you know, you know, didn't re up or whatever the hell they do. And like everyone keeps bringing it up to him. And it's not like, he, oh, he, it's not like he's the Punisher or like he was like <laughs> right. in he, or like he Barry. Yeah. He was like a comms guy <laughs> and who's not good at really doing anything and, and was like, yeah, that did that him being in the military had nothing to do with why he was like bonding with the transformers or right. whatever. And like, yeah, the military just looks bad. Like they, this guy can't get a job because the, the military people keep, you know, talking bad about him yeah. or whatever. Um, which I think is like some, uh, classic Gulf war commentary, right? Uh, which, Hey, that was great. That was a great part of the nineties when we were like, that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I was hearing people too talk about how like, People in other countries are going to be like, I'm so confused. This kid has sickle cell anemia. Why don't? Why doesn't he just go to the doctor? And they're like, Nope. I got to save the world. I got to get into crime. I got to transformers. All this stuff because I can't get basic medical treatment for my younger brother who has a 
disease, a genetic disease. It, it was so funny. Um, like there's a point in the movie uh, where, you know, eventually he meets Optimus and everyone and they're like, yeah, you're going to have to come with us to do this or whatever. And I, for a minute, I was like, wow. So he's just going to go off and there's not going to be any moment where he says goodbye to his brother yeah. or whatever. And then I'm glad that like the immediately the next scene was like, oh, there is a full sequence of him saying goodbye. I'm like, this movie right. is smart enough to not just... A lot of movies would just be like, all right, we're on the adventure. Bye. We, we're dropping that plot line. Right. But like because he was in the military, the brother, even though he's a little kid, was very pragmatic and was like, okay, yeah. I get it. You have to go. You might not come back. I totally realized that. You know, it was actually like really was nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, were we upset that Ben Schwartz and Idris Elba were not in this movie? Uh, from uh, Sonic and Nessa. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> it, just, it just was like another. Um, Wait, Idris Elba was Knuckles. There's no Knuckles references. I was wait- I know, uh, uh, Mirage, Mirage is Knuckles. I was uh, waiting for them to say that he was Knuckles, but he never does say it. He says, he? no, it's the, he, he calls said Mirage he Knuckles. Knuckles. Oh, yes. I don't oh, I don't all right. I, totally I don't remember missed that. that. I missed that too. Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sonic and Tails. <laughs> I was like waiting for it to happen, and it didn't happen in yeah, my mind. Um, also, wasn't like, oh yeah, no, Tails is a boy. That's what everyone's confused about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always thought it I always. I've never gendered tails. Yeah, people is, always think t- tails is whatever tails wants to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got ta- they they have tails. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, no, I I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, Mirage. We can. I guess we can start there. The name's Mirage. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the only clip I have. There's like you know the movie just came out. I can't pull a bunch of clips because it's yeah. so trailers. I made it through this whole movie not knowing who voiced Mirage. Okay, what? I got I got up to like I knew ahead of time. I didn't fi- yeah. I didn't know ahead of time. I you figured it out like mid scene where they all meet up for the first time. Um, but honestly, like I stopped. Think- I, I I wasn't trying to figure it out. I uh, guess. Right. Okay. I enough. do think. To be fair, that he was actually really good, except for like the dick and balls jokes. Those were the only yeah. times that I was like, too far, too far. But other than that, I was like, he he wasn't like you could tell it's him, but I don't think he was just doing like Pete. Davidson. He was doing yeah, he was, he was doing, doing a, a voice. He was doing a yeah. voice, and um, I thought it was a good character, honestly. <laughs> well, one of the things I love about like this movie and like a lot of the Transformers movies, I guess, is that like. I feel like this one a little bit more. It's really like, it's letting these like people just really have, have fun as these voices. Like yeah. Peter Dinklage, I think is also just like, you don't like, think John Goodman was having fun talking uh, shit about himself the entire oh time. That's probably just how he talks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm um, joking as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was like, you know, Pete Davidson, like, I went into it thinking like he's probably going to be annoying because I sometimes think yeah. he's annoying. In, well, in he was annoying life. in Fast and Furious. Yeah, we yeah. just saw exactly. You know, but this one was like actually really nice. Like, and I, th- I think you know when Pete Davidson opens up about his own life and how attached he is to New York, like that's when he's very likable. Yeah. and this character, like being this character, is a alien that obviously chooses to live in Brooklyn because they, yeah. they like the culture. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and that's how he bonds with the mm-hmm. real life character. And so, you know, it's just fun that he's like, he's like this character that's like not so serious. And so you've got Optimus who's just like the most serious person. And then he's like poking fun at mm-hmm. Optimus and all the stuff. And 
like making fun of him. I did like how he consistently made fun of Optimus the entire (laughs) movie because I don't think anyone's really had the balls. No Transformers have really stood up to Optimus before um, that we've seen. Bumblebee has. A little bit. Bumblebee, like, but Bumblebee will not articulate that. They'll play a song clip. Which, Um, and I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why no one's done that because in all the other movies, none of the Transformers have any characteristics. (laughs) Well, and it's incredible. They're not real characters. That Optimus kind of sucks in this movie and has an arc. That's great. That, I mean, we'll talk about it. He has an arc that would make sense if this got plugged in to, like, where he eventually goes. Like, you see how far he has to come. Like One of the other reasons... Oh, yeah. I was was just going to say, I think it's... You're talking about where things get plugged in in the story-wise. I think it's very interesting where this movie does not seem interested in a lot of what Michael Bay was up to. Um, But does go to some lengths to tie it to Bumblebee. Yeah. Uh, which 100%. I think is, which is very interesting in terms of like, there's no other real reason for it to be set in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, other than, you know, it was, the, it, it's tying to, to Optimus makes reference to Bumblebee being like, I know one human was nice to you. Right. And that was fairly recent, like within 10 years on this timeline, but they didn't have to do that. They could have just yeah. been like, he said very specifically, they've they been there for seven years. Yes. Yeah. Like, they yeah. literally say we've been trapped here for seven years. And the last movie was in, uh, 87. Yeah. yeah. I did absolutely appreciate just from a lore standpoint that they mentioned that Bumblebee keeps going to the drive-in movie theater because <laughs> yeah. I have hated for all of these movies. Like, why does he use so many movie clips when he's got a radio? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the fact that they explained that op- it. Optimus is annoyed by yeah, it. Optimus <laughs> is like, stop g- recording clips from the drive-in movies, which I'm like, oh my God, that, that which fixes is, everything. Which is really nice from, you know, if you're going back to Mumblebee, like he was really fascinated by the movies and yes, everything else yeah. there. Like he, he likes them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I just, one of the reasons why I also really like this movie is that like, I have always just been like, for me, like I said, I, I the first time I was introduced to Beast, you know, uh, Transformers really was like with Beast Wars, and there is no humans in that at all. It's all yeah. just the robots, and so I've always been like, why do we need these dumb human characters? I don't care about. I want the personalities of Optimus Prime or the Maximals or whatever, and I love that like this. This movie is like, oh, if we let the robot, you know, the Transformers actually have conversations and talk, you mean they can like feel like real characters? Yeah, yeah, and like we said, have true arcs and like you're actually feeling for the plight of the maximals even though yes like uh, uh there's also maximal characters that get the short shrift in this too they sure they're right. also kind of like the there you, were the too new... many characters because like because you had the group of tra- of autobots and the group of maximals and i was like i don't feel like i really got to know the it's a pretty ones. bad beast wars movie right it's, yeah it's not great i felt like oh at the start i was like oh shit this is great yeah starting with them and then they really disappear for a long time yeah. and then it's really mostly about like we get to know Michelle Yeoh's character are, yeah. better than yeah. any of the other um, Maximals, and then yeah, you have Mirage, but you don't really get to know RC or Wheeljack or whoever have, that other but, one. They but have like, there they're, was. yeah, that's true. But they're all like, uh, there, there's just like long sequences where it's just the Transformers talking, right? Yes. And the, or the and, humans are there, but they're not involved. And RC. Go. 
you're right, but also gets more of a female arc than most She's female characters in other Transformers movies. Also, I think she mouths the word fuck on screen. Did yeah. You see that? No. There's I that, that time it. when the, when the, he the shoots missile that goes missile through, past yeah. her, it looks like she goes fuck. Oh. oh, all right. I don't know. I was like, did they say fuck? I don't know. Yeah. It's so funny because I was trying to explain to someone because they were like, oh, it's so funny that there's a, trans- a lady Transformer in there now. And I was like, well, it's not the first one, but also like... In a weird way, I was just trying to over-explain it to myself. I was like, it's not quite that she has boobs, because they all have pecs made out of a part of a car. But the reason hers look more boob-like is because her waist is smaller. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But she's a motorcycle, so it would go to logically play that she would have less materials. But then I was like, I've just given them way too much credit here. Like yeah. it's a lady transformer. Well, Air razor was also in the car in the cartoon was also a female voice. Cool. Um, I do kind of, I mean, I've, I thought, you know, Michelle Yeoh is incredible, but I do hope she doesn't get stuck in this. Like why is Asian lady yeah. trope forever? Because yeah. I've just watched, American born Chinese and um, other things. And it's like, I'm glad she's working now more from everything everywhere, but I don't want her just popping in. Like, I don't want her to get stuck in like a Morgan Freeman uh, thing, you know? So, oh, well, but yeah, I thought she was good. She's great. And I do like, I mean, yeah, RC doesn't get a ton to do, but I think like she looks awesome. Like every action sequence she's in. And I like that she's a little bit more nimble than some of the other. Right. Uh, Yeah. I like the way she flips around and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and R.C. is a character from the original. Yeah, movie. I figured. You actually see her in Bumblebee, too, in the um, yes. in the opening sequence. Um, so is Wheeljack the guy from Ted Lasso? It is. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, it sounds exactly like him. It's uh, Cristo Fernandez. D- Danny Danny Rojas? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, so there's yeah, a, it's like, that's just his voice. So it's clip, like, whatever. There's like a clip of him on, uh, on the Transformers Twitter saying, like, uh, Transformers is Vita or whatever. Like, uh, is Vita or whatever. Yeah. Nice. Which is so funny. Um, yeah, he was great. Uh, but yeah, I feel like I didn't really get to know him much or why they needed to introduce somebody that was like joining them that late in the game when you already have all these people we don't have enough time for. Yeah. But And when I say people, I mean robots. Um, but no, I mean, overall, I thought it was pretty good. I liked the, <laughs> like the uh, the opening lot. is fun. We uh, Tyler and I both like snickered when they were like... Uh, <laughs> Talking about, we have to protect the transwarp key, and we're like, ding. This week's MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. I did <laughs> like that it looked similar to the Matrix of Leadership. I was like, okay, yeah, it would go to sure. show that all these MacGuffins look similar. They were crystal tech. Mm, okay, it's like I, I thought the idea of the villain, like Scourge, how he like takes the little. Uh, yes. icons off and, yeah, and pretty fun. I thought that was like a really cool it's not new but it just it, it's yeah. new for this franchise his intro is pretty cool like that shot of him like sneaking through the trees and you just see like the glow of his yeah. chest and stuff I thought his intro was pretty good and he he did seem menacing like you know he kills Ape Link who <laughs> you know ostensibly was like the strongest one yeah like right away and he also Shouldn't like, have gone to that play he fucks up <laughs> he fucks up Optimus Prime a bunch too um it's funny, uh, we were joking about Ape Link the whole time, and I was like, I got to see if that's like a real thing or what. And I looked up, I found an article on Polygon that was like from June 9th, because everyone's probably asking the same question. Yeah. And apparently it's like a, um, it's a BotCon 2000 like exclusive toy that was called, that was just like a variation of the 
Transmetal version. This is super nerdy. The Optimus trans, Primal. Transmetal version of Optimus Primal that was like different colors. Uh, okay, but it wasn't like his own, dad. No, no. They okay. gave it his own name and he had all these things he was supposed to do. Okay, okay. It says that he... Uh, he had a. He was best known for his transfer interlink, an invention that allowed ApeLink to download digital objects into reality. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. And uh, a thing if, of fire. If you could see this photo, like the other thing I was hoping for is like the Transmetal version of Optimus Primal had a surfboard. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so I was hoping that maybe he pulled out a surfboard when he transformed, but it didn't work. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Other than. Optimus Primal and what's her name? Air Razor? Air Razor. Yeah. Yeah. The other ones like got absolutely nothing to do. Like, and I heard some people were like pissed about this. Yeah. Well, because it's a bad Beast Wars movie. Yeah. Because Cheetor is like, I mean, Cheetor was like one of the huge main characters in, like, he has barely any lines. No, yeah. Rhinox was also like the main, like, scientist. Yeah. Okay. So they're like major characters that in this movie are just like there to be there. That's just a rhino, I guess. Like, oh, there's Cheetor. All right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I would have rather got to know them than than have more Autobots at this point. Like, I don't know why. I mean, I get why they want to do Mirage because you don't want to have Bumblebee bonding with some other human again. But I don't know if we really needed, like, I know RC's an original character yeah. and who all these other ones that are there. But I'm like, it's too many. Well, I didn't, yeah, I didn't need Bumblebee's Lazarus storyline. <laughs> like, yeah. I would have, I, I would have like, taken. Gotta, they got to kill Bumblebee every movie because it's too much money to license all the songs. Well, for <laughs> most of the movie, I was, like, thinking I was, because I was like, well, this is still all taking place way before anything. And also they had not been clear at all whether this will ever, and we still don't know if they'll ever connect back to Transformers number one. And so I, I was kind of thinking like, oh, it could be really cool if Bumblebee or Optimus were fair game here. And so when Bumblebee died, I was almost like, okay, maybe he's really dead. But then when they put him on the block of Energon, I was like, okay, no, he's going to come back. I just remember in the trailer, they show him jumping out of the plane. So yeah, Uh, (laughs) that's going to happen at some point. Uh, Unless they totally cut it out. I didn't even notice that but i mean it could have been interesting if they just no he killed, killed him. him yeah no i agree yeah, but, i yeah, agree you know whatever yeah. no i i think that we are in a divergent timeline from the the michael bay nonsense which has to be true just from how unicron exists in this movie and how unicron exists in the last night and everything else okay happened. so in the last night earth was unicron earth right? was unicron i see okay. which is the dumbest shit in the Doesn't world because sense. it's like it's a thing that eats planets I mean, they could. We what are if a they little did, itty, like, we're a little itty bitty planet. What if they took the Shia trilogy but erased Wahlberg? <laughs> well, like, we were talking about like we heard there was buzz around the internet about like what happens at the end of this movie. Right. I do. I yeah. immediately texted you guys and was like, avoid all articles yeah. because okay, should we just talk well, about it well, now? Well, I, well, I, 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 so I was so what Justin and I were thinking it could happen potentially. It was a multiverse story where we saw like Michael Bay's flame ridden Optimus Prime coming <laughs> at up. the end. Yes. Because, oh, okay. so yeah, before this, I had seen early or tweets from early screenings where people said something crazy happened, but they didn't say what it was. So my mind yeah. was reeling like right. the whole movie, like, what's it going to be? It's got to be something crazy. Yeah, is, it, okay. is it Haley Steinfeld? Is right. it like. Yeah, and and like, the reason we were talking about that is because they talked about how the transwarp key opens like time and space portals or whatever. Oh. And, and that's why we were like, there you go. And the, the, the Beast Wars show, it, the whole point of that is that they're, like, when they get shot through whatever portal, they go back in time. Okay. Yeah. And there's dialogue in this that, I, I, I read some interviews with the director, and they cut out some stuff because it was, 
supposed to be a little bit more about time travel and there's uh, dialogue in the movie still that makes it seem like the maximals are like from the future and they went into the past because yes there is otherwise how would the maximals be named after prime you know yeah, how is he, yeah i how was wondering that after, too yeah and air razor says something like we're we're from both your pe- present and your past yeah. and your future or whatever i so thought it, still, that was just a cool badass thing to say oh, well, I, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think there's still some of that hiding in there but they deleted more of it to okay. make it more easy for the audience to understand okay well and yeah this, so then i if it never connects that's fine too but yeah. i did kind of like how it could still be open like it could technically still it's still open and edit. there's precedence for this in the cartoons as well what was the second beast wars series beast machines beast machines was an entire uh new series that sent the maximals to cybertron, Back to cybertron yeah uh in the original transformers timeline okay so like there is there's precedence for this fuckery uh ah. Way before Marvel, way before, just as toy executives were like, let's sell more toys. So time travel could still happen. Toys, I mean, they're like, I think this movie was good enough that I was like, I'm kind of game now for whatever they are planning because even though I have no, give no Fs about either thing or either toy, like I, I did not grow up with any of this stuff. Before, um, we, before so. we fully dive into the ending, there's just a couple other things, yeah. like, nerdy things I wanted to pull up. Sure. The, towards the end of the movie uh, and throughout, they're kind of having all this, they, they talk about how they they have the same, like, you know, till all are one or whatever. Yeah, I don't and, know. And this means. is like, yeah. I I, th- I looked this up too, and this is like a, a, it's a phrase, a common phrase throughout the history of Transformers. And it's, it's something that like, it's also interesting that um, Scourge at one point brings up Primus. He says something about like I heard that too, and I was like, "Isn't that the guys who did the South Park <laughs> yeah. song?" I was like, "Well, what does that mean in this context?" I don't know. But uh, just like we had, you know, uh, we had Quintessa or whatever. Okay. And the other one, Primus, is the actual like creator god of the Transformers. Ah, and like I think Quintessa was like a made up thing for that right. movie. So, so the fact that they're like, you know, they're kind of like totally bringing in more of the real Transformers lore. Okay, and Primus, like, hit one of his big sayings was like, "Till all are one." It's supposed to be either like. After the, the 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 idea was like till all are one, so there's no longer any Autobots, Decepticons. Everyone's just a right. transformer. Yeah, I always wonder how they got. So I thought it was guys. so. I, I, yeah, so I just thought it was cool that uh, they're bringing in all this like more Transformers lore and like really building on like a saying that is something important mm-hmm. to the series and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like I did have some things too before we get to the end. Yeah. I just got too excited. No, but, I know. Um, so I we talked about how. It was a really cool scene when Bumblebee transformed and Haley Steinfeld was on the rolling yeah, yeah. car repair thing. It, in this one, the one that I was like, wow, how have we not seen that yet? Was when he was driving with Mirage and Mirage fully transformed around him to switch the car from going in yeah. reverse to driving forwards. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how have we not seen that yet? Or maybe we have and I just didn't notice. But I was like, that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, Mirage. S- Mirage was cool. I love that he actually used mirages. <laughs> yeah, is that a thing in the in the cartoon? Uh, I think so. Probably. I don't know too much about Mirage. Oh, okay. But, but. Here's the thing that I will say is that there is a there is almost too much in this movie, and it is a brisk one hundred and it moves so fast. Hour and, hour and forty six minutes. Yes, it's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was just under two hours. I think the yeah. fact that it's under two hours is like just flabbergasting because it, of how, it, what we've been through, and it should be. Yeah. It's just funny, you know, like the whole time I was just like, you know, I'm, 
It's just funny to think like the movie could be so much shorter and yet I still feel like more connected to these characters. And like we, like we talked about, you know, Tyler afterwards was like, yeah. you know, <laughs> the opinions of Optimus Prime on humans or whatever has like fluctuated wildly. Yeah, but fluctuate wildly. Since it, since this is like a new, you know, start or whatever with Bumblebee, it makes sense that he's still kind of in this like, Fuck I don't give a shit about right. humans. I just want to get home. Yeah. Like, and, and then throughout this movie, he learns that like, no humans can be helpful. And yep. like, but I love that he didn't get up and do like his speech or his cop or Flosky thing that, that he does at the end of every other movie yeah. where he was like, but it turns out this is our home and we love humans now and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And we're going to live here. And I love humans. Like he did that at the end of every other yeah, movie. Yep, yep. But this time he was just kind of like, okay, I don't hate them now. You know, yeah. it's like decent arc. Yeah. That's it. Great. Cool. And it's just yeah. like, you know, he's like a fucking great character. And in the other movies, they used him in a way where he just popped in every once in a while to he like is, kill some it people. It was a messiah thing. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And in this one, it's like he has now he's a real, Bumblebee is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool to hear him have these real feelings. And like, apparently there was this whole like deleted sequence where, um, uh, that the director decided that it was like too dark. It was in the opening apparently where he's like fighting Decepticon transit. Okay. Um, and I guess he like kills him and dumps him in the Hudson River, and people were like, "This is too dark," because they're trying to make it look like through this whole seven years, like he's been hunting Decepticons this whole time. I don't, I don't miss the Decepticons. I gotta say, yeah. I mean, they're because the bad guys in this are not Decepticons; they're right. like more they're, ancient they're than that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Terracons. Yeah, don't care. Sorry, Megatron, you're frozen in the cave or whatever. Well, right? The yeah. idea here is that like the Decepticons ha- are still on Cybertron and just ruling it. Oh, and okay. that's why they're yes. trying to get back because they need to like right, right, right. take it back. You know? Mm, okay. No, I I thought his arc was just cool and 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 optimus primal does not spend a lot of time trying to convince him or either he's just kind of like okay well i get that's what you think but like we got along pretty well with the humans these indigenous peruvian people are cool with us yeah, and yeah. it's all great and so think what you want but well, it's i don't like, know it's like, <laughs> it, it, i mean if if you you know since we we're not sure on the time travel thing i think it's like super interesting to see like Optimus Primal be the one who was like named after Prime, but meeting him in a moment where he's not like the yeah. virtuous leader, maybe yeah. that he is. Known yeah, but he to played be. it cool. He wasn't like, yeah. "You suck." I looked up to you my whole life. <laughs> right. He yeah, was just yeah. kind of like, right, "He's no, like, maybe I'm you're not be, there yet." Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "I'm disappointed." You, humans yeah. can be cool. Yeah, humans can be cool. <laughs> I, I I liked how cool uh, Optimus Primal played it, like, and it was Ron Perlman doing. Yeah, the voice. it was because he did a vo- he did the voice in like one of the later cartoons. Yes. Okay. I had heard some on this other podcast I listened to. They had kind of said that maybe Ron Perlman was just like so good in the voice that they kind of everybody, all the other ones, they were like, eh, we don't have time to animate them. Like, let's just use all this Ron Perlman stuff. Like, <laughs> it was interesting. I don't know what you guys thought, but like, I thought that for the most part, the CG looked pretty good. There were times, there were some times where it looked kind of like not as great, especially like when Optimus was talking yeah. sometimes. And I, and I kind of thought like, Part of me was like, oh, maybe there were they were like, there's going to be a ton more times where Optimus is just talking. So let's use like one of the lesser 3D models while he's mm. talking. And then when he's doing other big scene things, like he looks better. I couldn't track that at all. Well, you saw it. It did not look great. There was <laughs> but I was, I mean, I don't know for sure because I didn't look it up. But 
the fact that I actually believe that Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback did have to go to Peru <laughs> at some point f- to film some of this, I was like thrilled yeah, because yeah. I was like, okay, when they were there, I was like, I think they're really there maybe. And yeah, it's true. They're just standing in an empty field and like looking up. But the, if yeah. they actually made them go there, like that's pretty good and revolutionary for this franchise. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really great that we could have, uh, you know, the previous film, Bumblebee, be this kind of like smaller movie mm-hmm. where the action is not as insane. And then they bring back kind of like the bigger, bombastic right. Michael Bay-ish, not, but not We were still far. saving the world here. Yeah. Yeah. This is like- There the was more, still a big ray in the sky. There right. Was. But then for the movie to still have emotions and be good, yeah. even when you bring back that huge action- and I think there's still, uh, like, they, without annoying me, they brought back kind of the idea where, like, okay, yes, this huge world apocalyptic thing did happen, but nobody really knew about right. it because we were literally in, like, rural Peru. Well, also the and blue the clouds beam. went everywhere, but yeah. you could explain that away, you the know? The beam is, like, in a, uh, a megahertz that humans can't see. Or right, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> which, it was, which, good. Like, yeah. like more movies need a line that explains that. Yes. So we yeah. still had the stakes of, like, okay, the world could get destroyed right now. His brother even sees the clouds or whatever, but yeah. nobody else really knows what's going on. And so, yeah. This movie gave us visual proof of concept that a Mega Man movie could work. Yes. <laughs> right. So, exosuit. So what's the, like, is there any lore on the exosuits yeah. for humans? Because exosuit. I was kind of like, I'm shocked that they haven't done this in a right. previous one. And it was kind of cool, but then I I heard people don't like it. One of the main things that happened in the original cartoon. Okay. Yeah, there's the original a, cartoon, the, the kid. There's an annoying little kid. Spike Spike Witwicky had the uh, a cartoon. Wait, really? Yeah. So that name comes from the cartoon? Yes. Which we also realized before we started recording tonight. We're like, we're fucking stupid. I was like, you never told me that before. Yeah. We didn't know, didn't know until that. tonight. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so the exosuit has been uh, involved. Okay. In well, this. I yeah. mean, I thought it was a cool-ish idea. Then I kind of heard people comparing it to Iron Man, and I was like, oh, I guess you're right. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's different enough. I don't know, because there's, I don't know. It's a little bit more transformery than... Iron Man. I, but I guess Ooh. Iron Man also suddenly... Well, and I did think it was, like, cool how, like, Mirage <laughs> was basically, like, dead, and yeah. the, what was left of him, he... but And he's still dead, even in the end, they kind of see, like, okay, we're gonna rebuild him, you know, but, yeah. like, I kind of thought of it more as, like, a Baymax thing than a yeah. Bumblebee coming back to yeah. life I was like, thing. I yeah. was just like, this is a fun, like, 90s kids thing that people would okay be like, i fucking love to be in it it was like yeah. a power rangers type moment we we're like oh now you are the hero yeah yeah and i did enjoy you know we made fun of how like how is mark Wahlberg gonna go help optimus in this moment right right <laughs> with a gun yeah and now i like that like oh this guy actually has some like machinery a little bit actually, yeah like yes. you believe that he at least He's assisting was able to hold him for a couple seconds until primal yes. got there or whatever prime, yeah. prime still helped and gave Scourge a really great death. <laughs> was, yeah, it was pretty great. Ripped his head out. I love it when people rip heads and, and spines out. Like, it's, yes. I mean, it's always great. Optimus was fucking on a tear in this he was. movie. He's like, I love when he was like, I'm going to rip your head off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, he had some great lines. I will lines. show you what the power of And a he probably is. talks more in this than any of the other movies. Yes. So I I, and you know, I like. Uh, it's probably like, not true, uh, just from a minute count wise. But well, maybe. it's just because what he was saying was not was a bunch of bullshit. Shit, it yeah. was actually like character it was like stuff. Normal dialogue. Yeah, it so wasn't there like was a one moment while we're still talking about Optimus Prime's character. There was one moment where I actually like 
gasped in the theater and was like, oh, shit, because they're all arguing and debating what to do. And Anthony Ramos is like, I'm coming. Like, why would I trust you to save this planet when you didn't even save your yeah. own planet? I was like, what? <laughs> disrespect. Oh, my God. Like, that is so messed up. Like, yeah. the fact that he said that, like, I was surprised Optimus didn't, like, just bitch slap him off the cliff or whatever, wherever they were, because I was like, wow, that is very... but. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to dive into this too much, but like the Peru thing and like where the Maximals were and all that stuff is, I would say foggy at best. Mm. Well, you know, the, the whole parade in Peru, like all the parade floats were like the Maximals. Yeah. Right? Oh, they were? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was like a rhino and then a cheetah. And yeah, it was so it was funny. It's like, right. So like, Air Razor got lost from them somehow, and they've well, been they hiding. Split up. They split up. Yeah, yeah like, but they but they're all. Anyone. But the rest of them are together. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> and and I the, guess because and there was, she can there was, fly, she has the ability to go to another continent, so she could have come back. Right, but and, they could all fly. Probably, and, they, yeah. and then they the the trans warp key was there, and then they moved it. I guess. Yeah. To I, then they just gave it to some folks. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but uh, not not a problem. I just I, I guess the the reason that I bring that up is that we enjoyed everything else that was happening so much that we do not give a shit. And that is the point of these movies. Right. What else can we quick mention before we get to this crazy ending? Um, The music. Some the music is pretty great. fun. Right. So music. what was the ending? Um, Because like I was like happy to hear a actual song come in for the big climax like they used to do with Linkin Park or whatever, yeah. but I didn't know what it was. I believe it's this the the On My Soul song, which they put out, that has, like, Nas, Jacob Banks, and I'm going to... Okay, so it wasn't a 90s song. It was, like, a it modern was a new song. song. Yeah, yeah but but they put out one new single for this movie. Okay, yeah. I mean, I kind of like bringing that back yeah. into the and franchise. And it worked pretty well. Like, it's... I don't know. Yeah. They start but, showing I mean, all they the characters really... I mean, we talked about Sonic and Tails already, but they really were like, you better freaking know this is the 90s. <laughs> We are yeah. going to hit you over the head with it. Yep. So there is no way that you will not know We've got when this takes every place. every single somewhat easily clearable 90s song. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, maybe a, not easily clearable. I don't know. Well, some of them I'm like, I know some of these are slightly. Yeah. Well, and I saw in the credits that they, uh, I mean, there was Jablonski here and there, but there was also like from the animated movie, the score. Oh, yeah. There was a Unicron yeah. medley they used. Oh, okay. But like, yeah, the, the, we should say the end the, brings back like the classic like arrival to Earth theme. Yep. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. And used okay. it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. From the from the original film. That's the same. And the the score, <laughs> the original score for this movie is um, Johnique Botemps, who worked yeah. on uh, Jagged Mind. And <laughs> I thought he did a great job. I mean, the whole rest of it was him, other than like a couple tracks at the end was Steven Jablonski. But yeah. yeah. Um. I thought he did a great job. Yeah. The score is a little bit more modern. It's got like some electronic stuff in it. Yeah, it's good. And uh, I wasn't totally annoyed. There's some really good. I think there's some really good music uses in here. I was a little bit annoyed when Bumblebee showed up and they've got LL Cool J at the end. That was like a little bit cheesy for me, but yeah, (laughs) I don't disagree. But I I did like when he landed and he's like, I'm here to kick some Here's the thing that I want to stop happening in these movies and I get why it's happening because of budgetary reasons. But when a transformer has a smaller robot that does things at human scale, 
um, to, we have to have a chase scene through the museum, or like we're going through a yeah, like, drainage. I had that same thought. Where it's just like, spend the money, design the set piece so that they're interacting with them, and like, and the, you know, the the bad version of that is Bumblebee kicking a guy in the face and having him be like, oh, I got kicked. <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, yeah. Like that. So this one did bring slow motion back here and there, it but it was not like laughable Michael Bay. Yeah. There was never a person looking at it like, but it it did bring back the, the nameless minion robot. Yeah. I, I, that's why I said I don't miss the Decepticons because Megatron was always doing this, creating a little crawl, creepy crawly guy that would go and do his bidding. I'm like, I I don't care about those. I did spend some time during the movie thinking like, that's just gotta be like a design. Like, cause you're just thinking about all these set pieces, like you said, and it's just like, Okay, maybe a giant robot chasing a human looks not great. <laughs> well, it's cheaper. Like, it looks I, stupid, it, maybe. Because like, you, you can have actors look scared and run around, and there's smaller practical things that you can do. But that's not the scale that these movies operate on. And I just think there's a certain moment where you're like, oh, the thought I had of Mark Wahlberg not being able to help Optimus is a smart thought. Yes. Like, because you're like, the giant robot would just step on you. Yes. And you're done. <laughs> yes. So it makes sense that they have these smaller robots that are more manageable that they have to fight against I guess I don't know I think it's just I'm, a... I'm saying I'm bored of it do better <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair yeah and um, Dominique Fishback's character I thought was cool but I mean her backstory wasn't really as like well thought out as yeah. Anthony Ramos and I did like that they didn't like fall in love like at the end of this movie like they could both be gay for all we know you know yeah. like, they, like they lean head but they're friends from Brooklyn but that's pretty much it you know like yeah, I like that she's they, on 60 minutes at the end being like yeah. a success. she's like I made an incredible discovery she went discovery. back to her career she didn't yeah. sit around or yeah. whatever you and know? he's like that's fucking cool right. yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I like that he's got that like I'm proud of her that's cool and not yeah. like uh, I'm longing to be with her yeah, or yeah. weird yeah it's like it's so. it is refreshing you know they can just be friends so the way he sees this is that he sees it at uh, on a tv that is playing 60 minutes at his most recent job interview at a import export company apparently so like when did you did you know going into this or like I didn't know anything as I was sitting there as the scene started playing out I was I was like I because I knew that there was hype around it. Okay. And I was like, okay, Sector 7 is not the hype. Right. So I did not know there was any hype. And yes. so this whole scene, I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's... Well, at first I was like, oh, how, the House of Cards, you know? But um, How guy. happy were you that it was not Totoro? I mean, I became convinced. <laughs> like, even till the very last second, I was like, oh, some we're going to get a DH Totoro yeah, here yeah, being yeah. like, hey, you know, like... Um, <laughs> but he's looking just like pure Barton Fink. Like, right. Mer. Like, um, I for sure just thought he was going to be like Sector 7, and then they yeah. were going to be like, whoa, cool, in that end of movie, you know? But, like, I was just so... Like, I thought it was cool that, of course, it's cool that the, the, the wall changes and it shows sure. they're in a big place. Like, that was cool. So I was like, that actually seems almost too good for Sector 7 and their, right. their idiocy. But, yeah, when he turned over the card, I actually was just, like, so shocked because I did not see it coming. I had no, like, no backstory for this. I had no idea that I could ever even in the frame of existence. So I was shocked just for people listening. Obviously we're in insane spoilers, but like he flips over the card at the end and it says GI Joe. Right. And I was literally like, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like in the theater. Cause I had the same thing. I I knew there was something 
but I was like the whole time thinking it's going to be John Cena or Haley Steinfeld or what? Right. I don't know. Some sort of connection. Or Shia the or the like, longer it went on, the longer I was like, it's going to be fucking GI Joe. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that, I had no, yeah, but knowing that people mind. were hyped, that makes sense because you, no yes. one would care that much, much. about sector seven. Right. Like, yeah, and I saw I might have been one of the only people in the world that saw both those GI Joe movies. Yes. Right. So I and then after I started questioning, like, okay, was Mark Kelly in GI Joe, and maybe other people knew about this, like, or but no, he I don't wasn't. Think he just so. he's just yeah. a new cast yeah. character. One, one thing that I hope that they bring back because the first GI Joe movie is basically an origin story about Cobra Commander, mm-hmm. and Cobra Commander is Joseph Gordon Levitt. What? Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. Well, I also heard so that like The Rock was in those movies. He's in and, the like, second who, one. Who yes. Else? I don't know. Tatum's Channing Tatum. Oh, Channing Tatum's. Tatum. Tatum's okay. is the star. And I know that the latest one had Henry Golding, and people said that it was, was kind the... of good, but that it did bad. It, right. did, it, did it made terrible. forty million worldwide. Uh, was it kind of like pandemic problems yes. though? Too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. I was uh, looking, you know, because I was kind of looking up to see what people were saying about this, and I saw there was an article on Yahoo Entertainment. I don't know if it's uh, pulling from elsewhere, but... Yahoo? Yahoo! Um, okay, <laughs> so apparently, according to the director, uh, that it was literally decided only three weeks ago that it right, was going to be Right, I heard Joe. about this, yeah. Yeah, and that they had filmed it two ways. One, they flip it over, it's G.I. Joe. Other one, they flip it over, and it says Sector 7. Yeah. Uh, which I think is crazy um, that, you know, I don't know what... Like, cause this, uh, this screening early on where I had seen, like, it was at CinemaCon or something. I don't know where it was, but the earlier screening, they were already hyped about the ending. So they must've had it there. And I wonder okay. if they like tested it out on some, you know, critics and stuff. Cause to like see what Sector people would 7 would have been a nothing burger. It would have been like, eh. Yeah. We would have been like, especially without Totoro. Right. As much as I don't yeah. love his character, it means nothing without or, him. Yeah. Francis McDormand. No, not like, Francis. <laughs> nobody would have. That's too deep a cut. But he was in all, you know, yeah. six of those movies or five of the movies. But yeah, yeah. it's just super interesting. It was Tucci's Merlin. it's just yeah it's just like you know it's super cool and we talked about how um you know it it, it could be good because the like we said the the original the other gi joe movies have been kind of like medium-sized things or outright flops and so maybe you know and transformers is a little bit of a waning slightly waning franchise maybe doing something like this could really energize both that's what made me happy about it because obviously i've been hard on the military throughout all of these actually any movie we've ever watched um so (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know what like is gi joe part of the military are they outside of the military They're outside the military okay they're their own like thing okay they got parrots they got parrots (laughs) Like a short leaf. I mean, but the, uh, I but mean, anyways, no. So, <laughs> but it's so very raw, raw America. So, right. Yeah. But at the same time, it gave me like an insane moment of shock just because I was so sure I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> also, yes, it's this idea of these two huge brands, you know, being put together to maybe yeah. make something, you know, stronger in the end. Like, um, I mean, yeah, we were talking about how this is like, you know, you can't pull off the Avengers initiative type reveal and like. I was like, this this post credits or end of movie scene surprise is a lot better than some of the recent Marvel uh, surprise end credits. Did you know that the mummy also knows Dr. Jekyll? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> oh my god. That was not post I guess Russell that wasn't post credits. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. It just I, I thought it was really great. It's and cool. I'm excited and it's pretty to see sick. what it's, they do. Yeah. It's, it's up there. It's pretty successful. It's like, you know, and um 
The other exciting thing that, uh, you know, they could have had this whole cool ending sequence and the movie could have done terribly and nothing could happen. Right. But it was the number one film this past weekend, somehow beating out Spider-Verse in, in this weekend. Too. By the way, Miles Morales and Anthony Ramos in this movie. Same mom. Oh, <laughs> that's right. She's like the prime Puerto Rican mom out there right now. <laughs> um, I was going to say it's like... Uh, um, part of that same article mentioned that it was like a history making number one, like a history making weekend or something. And it's just because the last four films that have been top at the box office have all been like majority diverse, like, okay. Like people of color leads. Right. We've, got, is- we've got fast X, we've got little mermaid, we've got cross spider verse. And now this, which is pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty I, and I and it's never like been that many in a row, I guess. I mean, you only, there's only room to win with this. Yeah. I don't think yes. any yeah. white people who want to see a Transformers movie are going to be like, oh, well, that one didn't have any white people, so I don't like it. They but you do lose me when you get only white people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, hey, friends, anybody who's out there upset by this, this is actually <laughs> capitalism working. Right. Because it is serving the market. This is what people want. Yes, yes. I personally was like very excited that it did well because I – want more so yeah <laughs> i think the fact that it was number one and kind of beat projections even if it was by a slight bit i think that pretty much guarantees it'll be more yeah i think that the the military and this is an important point i think that the military involvement in the early transformers movies is more insidious because mm-hmm. it's like that's the grounding element of those films it's right. like this is the actual like real military right where like gi joe is more in the like Mission Impossible, yeah. like even even I, I don't like Top Gun Maverick is trying to be positive, but it's like we're they're enemies. Like right, it's, right, it's right, right. very much removed from that type of. Well, thing. from what I understand, GI Joe is more about the personalities of the individual oh, people. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in the the we had Dumel, but otherwise it was nameless, faceless squirrel suit guys yeah, and yeah. Osprey guys or whatever. And it's like super sci fi. Like if like it's yeah selfishly. It's the closest that we might get to a Metal Gear Solid movie. That's true. <laughs> and, well, and look, like, what, what are they, what, what are they going to be fighting if they want to have the Transformers on their side? It yes. must be something crazy. It's crazier uni- than they're, just they're like, just, it's going to be Unicron. Yeah, I think. Do, so. this, do the GI Joes fight other countries, or do they usually fight? They more? fight Cobra. Cobra, which is like just a fake. Oh, okay. Like, like they fight a like super villain uh, um, agency, yeah. Hydra or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I do, you know. Obviously, Kevin Feige did not invent creativity, but I mean, I think that like <laughs> oh. they are. Um, I like that they're taking like lessons from what the Marvel universe has done and been like, okay, you know what? We're gonna people still love GI Joe. They didn't like those movies, but hey, maybe people liked Henry Golding, so we'll pluck him and ignore yeah. the rest, and or maybe we'll get the Rock on, but ignore. Give me else, Joseph Gordon Levitt as Cobra Commander. Sure. Yeah, you know, it feels we like can pick and choose. Did, but- you know, we can erase what we want to and keep what we want to and this this feels a little bit like how i know a lot of people have you know after marvel was so successful with the cinematic universe and other people tried to like right start theirs from the beginning and build it and it never really worked and people were like it only works when you kind of fall into it or whatever this feels a little bit more like 
we're just gonna fucking like let's add this on the end and see what happens. Yes, right. just like, well, fat, like yeah, Fast and, and Furious happened into like suddenly this weird cinematic yes. universe or whatever. And yeah, I, I mean, I was it. reading that Mark Kelly didn't even know what the hell he was doing. He was yeah. just like, "Cool, I want to be in a Transformers. I'll come in and be yeah. this suit guy." And then they he gave him the card, and he was like, "Wait, is this real?" He doesn't say <laughs> anything specific. It's yeah, apparently like... he had to call his agent <laughs> and be like, "Wait, did I sign up for a bunch of movies?" And he was like, "No. Do you want to do it?" And he was like, "Yeah." yeah. Like, you yeah. Know, like, <laughs> well. Yeah, and it sounds like all the from all the interviews, like uh, Anthony Ramos and Dominic Fishback are like down to come back cool. for more stuff. So I don't know. I thought they were like what what my hope would be is that, um, unlike the previous films where they just threw away like every new thing they put in. Yeah, I hope that they move the Maximals forward and then mm-hmm. people forward. And sure, you can add a few here or there or whatever, but not not just be like. Uh, Rise of the Beast was that, and now they're gone. Right, like, yeah. maybe, they're in the junkyard yeah. with uh, <laughs> Gerard Carmichael. Maybe, maybe we kept one of them or something. Yeah, it's just like I hope they like really build on it instead of like subtracting and adding random nonsense every time. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if it would work out timeline wise unless you did it take place pretty soon after this movie but like it would be great if they get Haley Steinfeld back I think that, that they I mean have, yeah they she's have just to be a regular girl but still I don't know thinking she about it. is gonna she's so great got yeah. They've, yeah. Got to, they've got to yeah I'm very excited who knows John if Cena yeah he's out there who knows if it'll be a uh, you know who knows if it'll be a G.I. Joe movie next or if it'll be a Transformers again I don't know yeah but yeah I just get excited when I see like a good decision that is like good for business and also good narrative you know and like bringing these things together it's just it was all good it was great i don't know so you gotta you you, is there anything else you guys want to say before we do rating system i want to say more um grounded blockbusters that have uh some great effect shots that focus on characters and this is how you build these types of movies it's not this these bloated $300 $300 million right. nonsense things. It's movies that have a budget that are small enough where you can take some risks um, and still tell a compelling, compelling story. Uh, I think the director did a fantastic job balancing all of those things out. Um, is it a perfect movie? No. Is it, is it even, I, I think that it does uh, to your point, Justin, I think it did an amazing job of bringing Bumblebee and what people loved previously about the franchise together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a great formula to move forward. I think also, too, when you're, like, working with existing IP, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can bring in, no offense to these legends, you can bring in <laughs> Steven Spielberg to do Ready Player One. Yeah. You can bring in Robert Zemeckis to do Pinocchio. You can bring in Michael Bay to Holy do the Smokey Transformers you. or whatever. But, like, getting a guy who grew up with it and it loves yes. the characters, loves the franchise is yes. interested in bringing in other things from your company, you know, yeah. is I think the right decision. Like, you know, I mean, we I, talked about this last week. Like, I feel like that a lot of what Bumblebee had to offer was, the, you know, that Amblin feel. And right. I feel like that Spielberg was probably not interested in doing that with these movies. Yeah. And like all those older guys. And it, it is funny how, we had to, they, they tried to make them so serious and that's right. just a different time of filmmaking and, and said something about the early two thousands and nineties that I don't know if, you know, I, the Scorsese of the world would say that Marvel has infantilized people. I don't know if that's really the, the, the issue that we're talking about, uh, but it's nice to have this movie not take itself so seriously and have 
the military and all this right. other shit. It's like yeah. it's about it's about this guy interacting with the robots <laughs> that he then puts on the exosuit. Like you said, it's that nineties moment of like, no, now you're the hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ordinary um, guy now, exosuit dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's rank this and then let's rank the overall series. Yes. Um boy oh boy. Uh how many statues of not Horus <laughs> would you give crumbly statues, statues of not Horus? That was give? really funny when that thing broke yeah. because if you have worked in any museum or anything yeah. of any kind, that w- you would just yeah. She was like, "I'm my career and my life is over." Yep. Like, uh, yeah. To Transformers: Rise of the Beefs, Beasts, Beefs, Beefs. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to go like too high and be like hyperbolic, but it was just so much better than all those other ones. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, you know what you want to say? Um, I was gonna give it a really high score too. Yeah, I, mean, I can't I- remember what I gave Bumblebee, and I'm kind of like. Do I like Bumblebee better or do I like this one better? I don't know. Well, that's like the only question, really. Right. Because it's obvious both of the movies are so far above all of the other ones. But I feel like maybe I gave it also an I'm gonna maybe give it a tie nine, I think it was. Nine horses. I don't remember. Nine not horse statues. <laughs> um this one, I had a lot of fun with it. It's not like perfect at all, but like I really like like I said, this is like Feels like the one I've been waiting for. Because what more do you want? <laughs> I like. I I know that you, I know that like some of the Maximals do get short shrift in this, and I obviously would love to see them more. But um, I do think that they get enough character work, and like just the fact that there's like I mean, over half the movie is just like dialogue between the Transformers. This, yep. is, this is what I've been wanting the whole time. Like they are real characters and have always in my mind been like real characters in themselves. The main characters. Yes. They do not need bumbling humans saying stupid shit all the time and running around screaming. Like we don't need that. Like let them be real characters. Like, I don't know. There's some weird, but Sam Whitwicky needs a job. Yeah. I think there's some weird thing <laughs> well, in Hollywood where it's too. like in these big movies, oh, uh, people can't relate to like an animated character like that. Uh, they're the robot. You know, I don't know. I think if they're well written and have actual com- meaningful conversations and personalities, they can be interesting. And I think this movie comes closest to realizing that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I like, I love Optimus in this and I like that he goes through an arc. Um, and I think the action is pretty good. Uh, the ending sequence, there's a lot going on, but I enjoyed it. Um, the music was great. I, uh, and then like, yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think one of the reasons that this, this has, you know, it doesn't have not great critic score, but it has a high audience score. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that probably is that the ending leaves people on a like hyped, you, you are hyped after the ending, like, Oh shit. You know, yeah. I think transformers has always been one of those movies where people have been like, Oh my God, I want to see a crossover with fast mm. furious, or I want to see a crossover with the transformers. And now a crossover is really happening, you know, in something that makes sense for them. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm super pumped for whatever they do next. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it eight non Horus mm-hmm. statues. Um, I was just like, I am so relieved that this just wasn't horrible and racist and, yeah. you know, uh, sexist and all of no one yelled at an old lady like it just it's so nice <laughs> compared to any of those movies and i think uh, you know back and forth with bumblebee but i um it, it was cool that they did bring back a little bit more of the scale and to, to just manage to not completely fall apart um i 
I think that, you know, not to get all like sentimental, but like the reason we do this podcast is because we like franchise world building mm-hmm. and like not to be like a corporate chill or whatever. But like, I, I think that it's just really exciting to see like these studios do something the right way, you know, like, yeah. um, and not just completely fall on their face. Like it was really fun. And I like, it's it's funny because every time we do a franchise, you know, we kind of end up like weirdly loving it or having a special place in our heart for it because we've just lived in it for so long. And but yeah, I mean, like you would, I don't think you, if you would meet me, you would not be like, oh, Elizabeth knows everything about Tremors or like uh, you know, or the Transformers or whatever. And I'm like, no, I definitely do, just because somebody made it and put it out there and actually paid attention to like some of the rules, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's exciting to me uh, just in it of itself that it exists but yeah this is just this movie was like actually nice and the characters made sense and nobody was being mean and mean-spirited and i don't know like in a way making optimist a piece of crap makes him more relatable and more entertaining than he's ever been because sometimes we are pieces of crap that make mistakes and prejudge people and so have regrets yeah (laughs) so by doing that he's like more relatable in this one movie than sam witwicky was for all three of those movies because yeah. he wasn't a real person. He was just a... Well, maybe well, Shia is not either, but uh, he's just a psychopath and like... He lost one better. hot girlfriend and then he had a different hot girlfriend. Oh, oh my God. No. He had a medal, you know. Yeah, from I, I did hear about that. Um, so yeah, eight is for me. Uh... So you're saying that people would be shocked by you if you did a full karaoke version of It's a Good Day to Die? Because I don't think that's true. I mean... <laughs> if you know the reasons why. <laughs> I love that song. We I mean, all honestly, love that song. There's not a week that goes by that I don't think about that song. And we did that franchise, Starship Troopers, like... Five, five years, years ago, ago. Yeah. at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, go revisit our Starship, Starship Troopers, Troopers. Uh, for musical theater. Yeah. Uh, I think that I am going to, uh, guys, I don't, I feel bad about this. I think okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven fake horror Ooh, okay. statues. You just have high standards. I think that, I think that this movie does so many things right. Right. And uh, I was very excited for what it can do. And I think that it it is the exact reset that this franchise needs. Um, but I think it fell short in a lot of the world building lore ways that I want it to. Uh, and I think that uh, I'm only giving it that because I feel like that it can be the Iron Man. That's not what I always say. I I feel like that it can be. Uh, I'm excited to see what comes next. But there was a lot of plot things and a lot of there was a lot of stuff where I was just like, why is this happening? Um, Especially when it came to, you know, was this whole structure here? Does it get manifested from the like I got caught up in a lot of bullshit. Yeah. When they hit the Mordor button. Yeah. Yeah. Volcano. That did look like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I was like, it looks like the Lord of the Rings thing. And, and, I, and I don't enjoy the small robots at this point. Right. And I, I feel like that there are other set pieces, but I also feel like that those are can be budgetary constraints, and I look forward to a lot more creative set pieces and things that could happen. I do think that the the most compelling sequence in the movie we didn't really talk about is when they were driving and fighting across the Peruvian roads on all oh, of the different mountain cool. passes. They're like rolling um, down. Yeah. yeah, I think that that was, that was the best action in the movie. Yeah. And I think that if you want to bring it into the Michael Bay, if you want to bridge the gap from Bumblebee to, to that, 
Uh, I think that that the set pieces need to be a little bit more imaginative. Uh, but I think that we can get there. We're also coming off a year where we've seen some of the best action set pieces I've ever seen, so I might be a little bit biased. Yeah. I'm just, again, like, I'm you know. about John Wick. <laughs> <that's>, yeah. <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, I'm, again, just, like, super, like, relieved and glad that people are enjoying this movie and that yes. it was pretty good because, yeah, I, like, like I've said a million times, I just love these characters and the fact that, like, they were, the movies had gotten so bad to the point where, like, I was still finding things to enjoy, but the yeah. general public were like, these are terrible. Right. Like, I hate the Transformers. Like, I do not want to see another Transformers yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm, the, make- I'm general public, and yeah. you guys are, like, subject matter experts or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, as general public, I was like, what a relief. But a lot of general public people probably won't even bother seeing it. Which is and, too yeah. Bad, yeah. Can I, too yeah, late, I, maybe. I think that my position is is that what a luxury it is to be able to nitpick this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that and that there's enough things here where I'm excited for where it's going and I and I want it to be better than than what it is because it's like oh you're so close um and yeah and it's 7 it's not like I hated it yeah right that's pretty good so overall I mean, I didn't, I can't, there's some that I just cannot decide the order, but like, <laughs> this is my favorite, I think. And then Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Transformers 1. Mm-hmm. And then 2 or 3 are kind of a wash for me. And then um, last night, only because of Cogman and Anthony Hopkins, which, yeah. by the way, I'd, uh, you know, audience behind the scenes now, Tyler has taken to anytime we watch any movie and some <laughs> Operatic music score <laughs> comes in. Tyler go, it's Cogman. Like, and I'm like, shut, shut up, like, shut, shut up, up. Shut up Cogman. Mostly it. because Stop the other it. 10 people in the room have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and they have all expressed that they hate it when we do this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, True. But anyways. Um, so yeah, then Cogman. And Many then, people have told me to stop. <laughs> and then the first Mark Wahlberg one, just because of the daughter and the sex stuff and the Mark Wahlberg of it all. Um, it might actually be a better movie than the last night, but I just hated it for so many reasons. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I still think, you know, I, yeah, I have a hard time deciding between this one and Bumblebee. I do think that I might put this one higher because I do, I do, I am, I think, one of those that a little bit miss like the big action from Bumblebee. Right. And it's got the maximal, so I'm like, okay. Well, and it's just more exciting to know where they're going with it, whereas Bumblebee was, like, it was just kind of like, we don't really... Why is this happening? Yeah, yeah. We, we don't know what it is. It was cute, it was fun, but it was very small, and we didn't really know. Yeah. Like, it could have been the Joker of the franchise, right. like, not in a bad, racist, sexist way, but in the fact that it's completely by itself off in the side, we didn't know. So I would definitely go... So you think Lady Gaga is going to be in G.I. Joe? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, she'd, she'd kill it. Yeah. Let's be real. I would go, for sure, Rise of the Beast, then Bumblebee, then Transformers 2007. Then I think I got to go Dark of the Moon, The Last Night, Age of Extinction, and Revenge of the Fallen is the last one. I, the oh, second, really? Oh, right. I, I remember you guys hated that one. Everyone hates that one. I don't like, don't like it. I just, Mark Wahlberg's character, I just hate him as a person. <laughs> fair, fair. He's enough. an inventor. Like, so I have to put him at the bottom. Uh, I think, I think I like Bumblebee. Sure. Uh, that's, like that's, that's at the, that's at the top for me. I think that that's the scale of these type of movies. I like the, the, if you were talking about a kid's franchise and, and the nostalgia, I, I think that it taps into all of those things. The thing that 
made it this action thing is is what Michael Bay Michael Bay brought to it, which you know we all enjoy and and everything. And else. we should say Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg still produce these movies and take a sure home at the end of the yes. day. So great for them, you know. Um, and and then I I believe it would be Rise of the Beasts. Uh, I think I am a little bit. To- I think that it, it would also be uh, Dark of the Moon, and then last night, and then everything else is just a slurry of. Like, <laughs> I don't even know movies. Yeah, um, <laughs> and Dark of the Moon is mostly for just the first the, the first twenty minutes of it. I, I think, enjoy. I think there's just some solid action, action stuff. Yeah. In those. The movie is still not good, but like the action is pretty dope. Yeah, and I I think that I'm I am very excited. I think that, goddamn, I I have never said this in an episode of this podcast before. <laughs> I think that the best of this franchise is yet to come. Ooh. Oh, we're always like, would you watch another one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, we're talking about the seventh yeah, movie. Yeah. We're like, yeah, I think that I'm really excited about the direction of it. I think that the best movie in this franchise is probably uh, we haven't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah, it is interesting the crossover thing too because I guess the most obvious comparison is like Alien and Predator, but that was yeah. like those were both dying and in direct to video land, and it was like a kind of a desperate move. Whereas mm-hmm. this is these are both ones that are kind of like they're still considered blockbusters mm-hmm. when they do them. G.I. Joe has fumbled a little. Transformers has fumbled a little. So this is going to like shoot adrenaline well, into both of them. Well, we can get them, we can get My Little Pony in there. We can get Dungeons and Dragons in there. Yeah, I was hearing somebody <laughs> say too that Battleship is Hasbro, yeah. so they want oh, Rihanna snap. to be in the sure. crossover. Um, they, but, yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. Um, well, yeah, I mean that's going to probably bring us to the end of Transformers for now. We made it. We will say that uh, you know. I think we'll have discussions about it, but we'll probably end up having to talk about it. Next year, September 13th, 2024, there is an animated one coming out called Transformers 1, which is still produced by Michael Bay and everything, with Chris Hemsworth as Optimus Prime. Oh, I and, thought it was oh, Evans. For yeah, I think I had said that accidentally. Oh, okay. Um, and we've got Lightyear? Scarlett Johansson in there. Oh, boy. Keegan-Michael Key. Oh, boy. You know, all sorts of Megatron played by Brian Tyree Henry. Okay, huh. cool. But uh, so it's fully animated. It's about um, Optimus and Megatron on Cybertron. It's directed by Josh Cooley, who did uh, Toy Story 4. Hmm. So I, I mean, I guess I'll be interested to see how it plays into the lore now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, once the trailers come out and stuff, we can decide if it's like actually part of the thing. But no, oh, we should talk. About I think it. we probably should. <laughs> It'll be a big release and it's Michael Bay producing all that stuff. too. Okay. So. But yeah, we'll probably check in with that later, and then we just will, you know, be following along with the news of what's going on with this crazy crossover. That's going to be big news at some point here. But probably, uh, depending on listener, uh, you can write in and let us know what we should. Elis will tell you how you can do that mm -hmm, shortly. mm -hmm. But we might be talking about some G.I. Joe movies here. (laughs) I mean, yeah, if they come together, I don't see how we can avoid it. I know, that's what I was like. It'll be interesting to see how, (laughs) when, or we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, um, so yeah, uh, let us know your suggestions for other franchises for us to do this year. We haven't really decided yet. Um, I mean, obviously, there's new ones coming out we need to check in on, too, um, from our past ones. But yeah, email us at SequelRights at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequel rights and rate review, follow 
share everything you can do with the episodes goes a long way to keep these uh free of mattress ads and supplements uh and uh we really appreciate it uh it helps the audience grow and we've seen a lot of new followers and a lot of new folks joining us for transformers and uh we look forward to growing the sequel rights jury pool that's right Mm. (laughs) i hope you guys all enjoyed our transformers coverage this brings it to the end and uh we will see you again soon for more brand new episodes of sequel rights stay tuned My soul, everybody in the click strap, and they all on gold. Keep a stick, just like branch poppy, but I ain't a troll. I'm a mama, can't nobody out here play me for no hope. Guard your grill, guard your grill, ain't nobody out here hard to kill. The I pack a black and peel your cap from front to back. How you stiff or hard to steal? Tuna fish, my hardest meal. Stay trail when they switch to harder skill. I'm gonna feel like a buffalo bill with a bubble coat fill with a couple of the post chill. Switch it up, get that red, black and white. Michael Bibbitt, I get cheese with everybody, but can't do it with no Mickey. Keep a blicky on me for them serpents trying to get me higgies. Who won't smoke? Who won't smoke? But guess what? Oh, I'm the chimney. Drink me the smoke and I build you a fire to burn by desire. Burn by desire. Bring me the smoke and I build you a fire to burn my desire. Strap and they all on cold. Keep a stick, just like branch poppy, but I ain't a troll. I'm a mama, can't nobody out here play me for no hope.